You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. You guys, welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. These episodes are my favorite, the ones where I interview some of our incredible clients. And I have been talking to Steph for probably a couple months now about getting her on the podcast because she's just had such an awesome experience. She's seen such great progress and she's so inspiring that I think you will love hearing from her. So Steph, thank you so much for being here. And why don't we just start off with you giving us a little bit of an intro, kind of background on who you are, what you do, your family, your job, that sort of thing. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. And um, I am so excited to be able to be on. I can remember starting my journey with coaching and listening to these and being like, yes, I can do this. Um, So I'm hopeful that this will be that for somebody else. But uh, my name is Stephanie. Um, I am 33. I have to think about that. (laughs) I'm 33 years old. Um, I live in Minnesota. Um, I am a mom. I have two girls that are seven and four. Um, been married to my husband for almost 10 years now. We live on a farm. So we have goats, we have cows, we have chickens, all the things. Um, so then my other hat that I wear is I am a teacher in a respiratory therapy program here in Minnesota. So taking care of um, undergraduate students, probably about 30 or so. That's amazing. And for those of you listening, I'm sure you will see a little bit of yourself in Stephanie in that she does wear many hats. She's a mom. She's working. She's got a, she's got a farm. So, so if you don't have a farm, you can um, you can know that you probably have some some free time that um, that other people might not. Um, my son is a sidebar, but my son just turned three, and he is obsessed mm-hmm. with goats. And I know we have another toddler mom <laughs> in the group whose daughter loves them also. So we may need some goat pictures in the future. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. They're great babysitters. I'll tell you that. <laughs> when we were in Amsterdam, we went to a goat farm and you could buy like a little bottle of goat milk and then feed it to the um, to the mini goats. And now whenever my son sees a goat, he wants to give it a bottle. <laughs> Anyhow, that was a little bit of a uh, tangent. <laughs> um, okay. So I love that you have listened to other of the client spotlight episodes. And it's funny, I guess it kind of occurred to me, but I hadn't really thought about how when I first started doing the podcast, and I think the first ever interview was my client, Kate, probably eight months ago or so. But how cool it is that now we're kind of getting, we have a longevity that some of you who will have listened to those episodes are now being featured on your own. And I just think that's so awesome. So those of you who are listening, this can be you too. You can, this could be the catalyst where you just decide, hey, you know what? She sounds like me. If she can do it, why not me? Yeah. So that's tell, exactly tell us about your um tell us about your, I guess kind of background, what brought you to us? What prompted you to reach out when you did did? And what were you looking for help with? Sure. Um, so my journey with fitness and wellness has been long. Um, I was a athlete through middle school, high school, not so much in college, um, but started doing CrossFit, loved CrossFit, loved being able to be strong. Um, and the, 
nutrition side of things was always something that I'd struggled with. I'd struggled a lot, even as like a teenager with like body image and making those right choices. And definitely looking back now, especially with all the knowledge I feel like I've gained, I can definitely see some like self-sabotaging habits and some emotional eating patterns that were there. Um, so those are the biggest hurdles for me, I think. So, um, had two babies and I don't know, you probably don't remember this cause I know you talk to a lot of people, but we had our initial coaching call and I was so sad on that call because I felt like I'd been putting myself last for so long. And so what I was looking for was to be able to put myself first and show up for myself every day. And I was ready to make that change and to get rid of, and it was again, like what I hear from so many people of, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. So I was looking for accountability. I was looking for a way to wear all the hats and maybe not do it perfectly, but do it decently well. And to um, lose some of the extra weight that I gained with my babies and have it be gone for good. And to have those tools and processes set up so that I wouldn't be doing this up and down where um, in the past I'd maybe lost 10 pounds, gain it back and just kind of cycling through that. I know that that is very much how most of our clients come to us feeling and probably how a lot of you guys listening right now are feeling now where you don't exactly know when it happened, but probably sometime post kids where life just kind of... (laughs) took over the wheel and you're kind Mm -hmm. of hanging on and and along for the ride and just how much of a toll it can take on you. And eventually you have kind of this moment where you're like, I don't want this to continue being the trajectory. Was there something sort of like a light bulb moment, or I guess for lack of a better term, like a rock bottom where that thing was sort of the catalyst of you reaching out for help or was it just more of a, okay, I'll, I'll see what it's all about. Um, so part of it was with COVID um, being in healthcare and being an educator, we were very much impacted a couple of years ago. And up until March of 2020, I had been at a gym um, and I had been um, really happy with the community there and the accountability from the coaches I had there. Um, switched to Peloton um, right around that same time, which was great timing. And I enjoyed that, but I was looking for, I knew that I wasn't, I didn't have all the tools that I needed and I needed help from people who did this every day and had more than just an N or study of one, right? Because I, I know me, I can tell you all about me, but I don't know what that looks like for other people. And I knew that working with a coach could help me to see the patterns and the things outside of myself that I wasn't always aware of. Um, I didn't, necessarily hit a rock bottom, but I just had this realization that like I kept putting my happiness or like visualizing my best self and not realizing that there are so many steps to get there and I need to just start taking them. So visualizing that person who is wearing all of those hats and doing all of those things um, and implementing some of those little changes every day to get closer to that. And um, I knew that My kids aren't going to be the ones to totally make me happy every day and to make sure I show up for me. And that person was me. So I knew that I needed to take accountability and invest in myself. I think that's such an important point. A lot of us try to outsource our happiness and give that responsibility to somebody else. It's, you know, why is my husband making me happy? Why don't my kids make me happy? And you're absolutely right. It's an inside job. And 
you need to be as committed to your happiness as you are to theirs. Um, and you know, of course, other people can enhance your life. But if you're not the one who says, I deserve to be healthy and happy and confident, then mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. And I think sometimes it can be really Absolutely. daunting when you do have that visual of what you, you know, of your of your best self and you realize, okay, that's I'm not living that right now. It can feel overwhelming to to lay out the steps and be like, ooh, seems like a lot of steps. So I so admire <laughs> that you did that. And then we're like, okay, what's the first step? And how can I make this a a process that not only I enjoy, you know, along the way, but where I'm where I'm getting help from people and don't need to figure it out all myself. You could do it on your own, but you can also expedite the process and get help, like you said, from people who do this day in and day out can be unemotional and not hung up on your drama and be like, I I heard uh, described recently as like not getting in the pool with you. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's such a good um, visual of, of course we can empathize. Of course, you know, we can relate, but to also not just be like <laughs> flailing around with you. Like, all right. Somebody's got to be here, the lifeguard and, and be mm-hmm. given some direction and, and making some changes. Um, so I think it's awesome that you made that, um, that commitment to yourself. I also want to touch on the way you were thinking when you came into coaching. Cause I think a lot of times when we make an investment, especially in weight loss, we're thinking in terms of, okay, how much money am I paying to lose X number of pounds? And Mm -hmm. that's just not a good way to be thinking about it. What you are investing in is exactly what you said, being able to see those patterns that you might be too close to, to see for yourself, to figure out, you mentioned, you know, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it, which is something like literally everyone tells me on the phone, (laughs) finding out, okay, why aren't I? Because if I don't address these root issues, they're going to keep popping up, whether it's in weight loss or my career or my family, the same threads are running through everything. So I love that you were realizing, okay, the the value of what I'm receiving is in this awareness, is in taking ownership, getting help, becoming aware of where I'm holding myself back, and then changing those things. Um, So with that, I'd love to hear kind of as you started the coaching process and you worked with Coach Meg, what were some of the sort of maybe light bulb moments that you had or things that you realized? What were those patterns that had been keeping you from being your best self? Ah, uh, there were there were a few. <laughs> there were many light bulb moments. And um, Meg was fabulous, by the way, um, and is continues to be fabulous. Um, I re- Really appreciated working with, like you said, she was like not in the pool, but she, she could see things and she could spot some of those areas where I was a little bit blind. Um, one of the biggest ones for me was not being perfect and being able to be okay with doing things like 85% well versus in the past where like, if I couldn't do it 99% well, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait for a better day. I'm going to wait for better conditions to do that thing. And that's a lot of what held me up from making an investment like this in the past was because I thought, well, life is too busy. I'm going to do it when it slows down. I'm going to do it once we get past the holidays. But um, that was one thing that I did want to share was that I feel like there's no best time, right? And I'm actually really, really grateful for the time that I did it in, did uh, my 12-week one-to-one coaching in because I had vacations. I had birthdays. I had events come up 
where I knew that things weren't going to be perfect. And it really helped me to develop resiliency and being okay with not being perfect and accepting that it's a lifelong, I will get to my goals. I know I will eventually. It's not a, it's not an, if it's a when, and um, that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. That's one of my favorite. That was a, a light bulb moment that I had with my business coach when she kind of instilled that same thought in me of like, reaching your goals is inevitable. So forget mm-hmm. stressing about that. What do you need to do now to become the person who accomplishes that goal? And then it like mm-hmm. becomes so much more clear. You see kind of those shortcomings. You see your lack of belief or where you're not showing up for yourself. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I better mm-hmm. fix that. Otherwise, I'm not going to get there. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's so freeing. And, and we've had a couple of other clients um, on the podcast who said very similar things. Like, I know I'm going to get there. And when you are no longer like shackled by when am I going to get there? How long is it going to take? How it just, you can just like breathe this, this sigh of relief. You can enjoy your life in the process and know I'm just going to keep taking steps forward. Sometimes I take a step to the side. Sometimes I take a step back, but ultimately more often than not, I'm moving forward and it's going to get me there. And I feel like Meg did such a great job of helping me to lay out those first couple of steps because you look at the mountain and it's like, holy crap, this is a long way to go. But just helping to guide for those first few steps of like, how do you make yourself 1% better today? Or what can you do to get a little bit closer? And not that she necessarily put those thoughts in my head, but she helped to prompt me of like, okay, what's the next thing? So that was really, really helpful. Absolutely. And I want to go back to the perfectionism and the, the all or nothing mentality, because I know it's one that most of our listeners can relate to. And mm-hmm. you said something so spot on, I think, when when you said in the past, you've thought about like, okay, well, after this, or you know, now's not the right time, and just how much there is never going to be. And that's something I hear a lot from from when we do consults with. It's like, well, I want to make sure that like I can give it 100% so that I can get what, you know, get my money's worth or, or something along those lines. And in reality, you want to be thinking in terms of like I can never give 100% to everything. But what I can do is put myself in the best possible position to succeed. And feeling like you can't start unless you have 100% to give just means you're never going to start. So I think it's so important to realize that. And like you said, there's so much value in getting help when things are crazy and hectic and, and sort of out of the ordinary. Because if you can make progress during times like that, think about how much smoother sailing it's going to be when you do have a you know a period of calm and you do settle into some routine. Um, and then the other thing I, I wanted to touch on when you're talking about kind of embracing, you know, like being like 85%, which is I think the the sweet spot. And when you mentioned being your CrossFitter, I was thinking how much this resonates where you want you said you wanted to wear all the all the hats decently well. And I feel like that's that's like kind of what what CrossFit is is like you want to be like pretty good at all the different things, at lifting, at running, at all these things. But you can't be, or very few people can be the absolute best at anything, let alone everything at once. And I see this with especially our working moms all the time, where you instead of saying, you know what, I want to be, I want to be pretty good at most of, you know, most of the things, most of the time, you are putting yourself 
you're setting yourself up for these like really unrealistic goals on a pedestal where I need to be the absolute best at all of those things simultaneously, no matter what, all the time. And one of the things that I'm thinking of is how often we talk to women about potentially needing to let some things kind of go on the back burner, like mm. how clean, how often you clean your house or how tidy it is and things like that. And just how like, that's such an example that you feel like I need to be the perfect at maintaining the home. I need to be the, the perfect, you know, I need to be an, an epitome of health. I need to be the Pinterest mom. I need to be killing it work. And like, of course, <laughs> we're all exhausted and frustrated and feeling like we're falling short when that's the goal. So what if you just decided, how can I be a little bit better at all those things than I am right now? And how can I accept that those things are always going to be in flux? I might feel like I'm killing it at work, but I'm like kind of falling short at home. I might be seeing great progress with my fitness, but that has you know made something else take a backseat. And just recognizing that all of that is always going to be dynamic and you're just, we talk a lot about the dial method. You're just adjusting those dials up and down based on all of the things going on in your life. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your accomplishments. Um, you can talk numbers if you want. You can talk just changes in, in your mindset, how you feel about yourself. What, from where you started to where you are now, what, what all is different? Um, the biggest change I do feel like is inward, but, um, so I'll speak to that a little bit first. Um, I've seen both process ex progress internally and externally, um, on the inside, I feel like, again, like I know that my success is an eventuality. So that was a huge mindset shift. And I just feel like I'm coming into my life and I show up every day. Um, making sure that I'm taking care of me because I haven't been doing that before because I was a mom first. I was a wife first. I was a worker first. And so I feel like I'm doing a better job in the day-to-day. -day. Don't get me wrong. There are certainly days just like everybody else where it doesn't happen, but I'm showing up for me every day in some way, big or small. And that feels really good. And I feel like that overflows into those other areas of my life because then I show up better as a mom. I show up better as a worker and I show up better as a wife. So I really saw that huge change and the ripple effect of what my daily choices are having on those that were surrounding me. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about when you were talking about like wearing all the hats well, and maybe this will resonate with someone else, but I feel like there were times when I was trying to not necessarily hate myself into a version I love, but something similar where I was being self-critical. I don't do that anymore. I can recognize the things that I'm doing well and then be grateful for that versus focusing on the negative or the things that need to change. So I feel like I'm doing a better job of being mindful of like, this is how far I've come. I know I can make it, you know, to whatever that goal that I've set is. So I'm coming into life and my perspective is much more rooted in gratitude than it's ever been, which is amazing. Um, I've gained so much confidence in myself to the point I did a freaking triathlon. So um, that was a big, scary goal in the middle of my 12-week um, one-on-one journey with Meg. And again, I feel like that just spoke to my confidence because I had done one um, when I was competitively swimming in high school, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> So um, I was not running at the time. I was just biking. So I, um, and then, so it was a run, bike, hike. So I ended up hiking up like basically a mountainside 
for a two mile hike. And that seemed like a super crazy goal. And so I was talking to Meg about it and I had talked about doing this as a relay with a couple of friends. And she's like, why don't you just do it yourself? Like you could do this. I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. It's like, and like instantly got like the butterflies in my stomach, but I could borrow her confidence in me. And then I did it. So the day came when the race happened and she's like, well, how are you feeling? And I said, I feel great. Like just completing it is going to be the icing or the cherry on top because I've already put in all the work and now I just get to enjoy it today. So it was really awesome. Um, that was probably one of my biggest, I feel like one of my biggest accomplishments and one of the things I'm most proud of because I feel like it demonstrates my um, confidence myself. Um, but then externally, I have lost, since I started working with Meg, I've lost almost 20 pounds, many, many inches. Um, and then since I started my weight loss journey, I've probably lost about 25 or 30 pounds. But again, I'm not tied to the, like the biggest takeaways for me were not the numbers. That to me is just really what it's all about. I'm always so pleasantly surprised. I don't think there's been a single client that I've interviewed so far who has led with the numbers. And that's not to say that they're not great, that it doesn't feel good to see numerical success and things like that. But I just think it's so telling that we talk about this all the time, but until you experience it, you don't necessarily believe it, that the progress you're going to be most proud of is pretty intangible. Um, I'm so glad to be brought to the triathlon because to me, someone who is not a strong swimmer and would just be like paralyzed with fear at the thought of doing something like that, I just so admire that you were just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I think your attitude about it to say that like finishing is like just the the cherry on top is like, that's what enjoying the process is all about. It's what you learn about yourself. It's how you grow. It's what you accomplish in the process. And like crossing that line is like, yeah, like it, it feels good. It's a nice kind of end cap, but it's not what it's all about. So I just really admire that about you. Um, and I was looking at your, uh, your measurements before we started and three inches in your waist, there's three and a half in your waist, I think maybe four in your hips, which is just crazy. So again, just another reminder to those of you guys who are still really focusing on the scale, please start taking measurements. It's just, there's, there's just so much evidence. Their entire article is showing people side by sides at the exact same weight and how different they look. It just is not telling you the full picture. So please take your measurements. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Okay. So what, as we kind of wrap this up, what advice would you give to someone who is feeling now like you were before coaching? Just like you have been putting yourself last for a long time. You can recognize that you're not living to your full potential. What would be your advice? Uh, don't wait. Uh, invest. I, it was that one of the best choices I've made in many, many years. Um, it, I truly enjoyed the process. And when um, we were kind of talking through that last question, that's what it brought up in me was I had this idea or story in my head that cutting weight or reaching goals, which for me involved weight loss and muscle gain, um, was not going to be fun. And I couldn't enjoy the progress or the process. And it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what I so appreciate about you, Esther, and appreciate about Meg and your team is that it's just this like 
holistic perspective. It's not just hit the numbers and don't enjoy the process. It's not, you know, turkey and broccoli for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day until you hit your goal weight. And um, so I really, really appreciate that. Um, And my advice, again, sorry, got a little bit off on a bunny trail, would be to to not wait, invest now. What are you waiting for? Um, You are solely, not solely responsible, but mostly responsible for your happiness. So I would take the leap of faith because Esther and the team will definitely catch you. Thank you. That is so nice to hear. And I want to just go back to one thing you just said, which I think is a big part of what stops so many women in the tracks. And you phrased it so, so well, this story that I was telling myself that losing weight had to be miserable, had to be restrictive. And of course, when you've got this story in your head that in order to reach your goals, you're going to have to be miserable in the process. Yeah, no wonder it's hard to get started. And to mm-hmm. recognize, and those of you listening who might be hearing that and thinking like, well, that's not a story because it's true. False. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we think, we believe to be true. We think it's factual just because we've thought it a whole bunch. And a lot of you, your past experience with weight loss has been pretty miserable, but that doesn't mean that it has to be. So just allow yourself to entertain the possibility that you could reach your goals and enjoy your life in the process. Just try that on. You don't need to believe it, but just entertain that it could be true. And think about whether that makes you a little bit more prone to get started. If you didn't think that you had to be a hermit or constantly eat chicken and broccoli or you know deny yourself everything that makes you enjoy living, wouldn't it be easier to start? And then if that's the case, like start right now. You don't need to put the rest of your life on pause in order to get there. And in fact, we don't want you to, because we want you to live your life, get practice at doing those things so that when you do you know, cross that, that finish line, get to that get place you want to be, you know exactly how to stay there because you have been living that life in the process. That was the perfect advice, I think. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being here, Steph. Is there anything else that you um, wanted to add or that I haven't given you a chance to say before we wrap up? No, I would just say thank you so much um, for the wisdom and energy and time that you've given to me and you give to this community. Um, yeah, that's it. Just very, very appreciative to have found you and um, look forward to smashing some more goals with you and Meg. Oh my gosh, us too. And thank you for being such a valued part of our community. Thank you guys as well for listening and we'll be back for another episode next week. If you like this podcast, you will love the deep dive that we provide on our consult calls. When is the last time you actually set aside any chunk of time to just think and talk about yourself, about your goals, and really dug into what's actually standing in your way? Just that alone, just having a sounding board for your thoughts can be incredibly eye-opening and help you get that aha moment that you need to actually take the first step toward lasting change. If during our conversation, we know for sure we can help you bridge the gap from where you are now to where you want to be, then we'll offer to share with you what our one-on-one coaching experience is like and how we can help support and guide you to that goal. You can book a call with us at estereyevent.com slash call, and we can't wait to get to know you. 